Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Baron. Hey, Mr. Case. Lil Baron. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh we are days. In fact, I think, it's, I think it's fair to say we are hours. Hours. We hours. are literally hours away from the Huntsman World Senior Games. It's so exciting. We can't wait to see all of our friends back yep. into town again, competing, doing the things that they love to do. Yeah. So awesome. We're so excited. Over the past few weeks, as you know, Lil, we've been mm-hmm. kind of talking about all of the amazing non-sport events yeah. that we have going on that are available to both right. our athletes as well as to community members. Mm-hmm. And today, with just a few days left, a <laughs> few hours left before the games start, I wanted to just very quickly review what they are and how okay. you can enjoy them and be a part of it. So get out your calendars because you right. are not going to want to miss these things. Right. Get them down, pencil, paper, post-it note, uh, Google Calendar, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Don't miss these things. There's a ton of fun things going on. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, you need to know about the opening ceremonies. That really is the thing that sets the tone and just kicks off Mm -hmm. the games. It happens on Tuesday, October 4th Mm -hmm. at 7 p.m. at Greater Zion Stadium on the campus of Utah Tech University. Of course, it's such a magical night. It It is is so amazing. Um, This year, it kicks off with a barbecue bash. Mm -hmm. And that is at 5.30 p.m. The mm-hmm. first 1,000 eat for free. Right. So bring your family, bring your teammates, <laughs> bring your doubles partner. Right. Whoever it is that's with you, come on down, grab a hot dog, have some food, have some fun. Mm-hmm. There's going to be music and, a, a, yeah. a, you know, just kind of a little party atmosphere, getting mm-hmm. us ready to go. It happens at the parking lot just east of the stadium. Yep. It's easy access to come and grab a bite and then make your way down to the stadium for some really incredible inspiration, yeah. entertainment, and it's free. Yes, it, it is. It is free. Admission <laughs> is free. So come on out and enjoy it. Next, we have our Friendship Festival. Yeah. We've talked about that a couple of weeks ago. This is a multi-day festival. It's happening at the Dixie Convention mm-hmm. Center just outside on the lawn there, October 6th and 7th from 4 to 10 o'clock, mm-hmm. October 8th from 10 to 10. So we're going all day long. Right. This is such a great family. Oh, event. Yeah. Bring everybody, bring the kids, come on down. And then we're going to take a little break. And then once again, start it back up on October 12th through the 14th. Mm-hmm. That is from four to 10. There's going to be food. There's going to be fun. There's going to yep. be entertainment, tons of entertainment yeah. and great entertainment. Oh, yeah. It's going to be such, yeah. such high level of entertainment. There is a sidewalk chalk art mm-hmm. competition that's going to be going on. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. So come on out every night or just one night, whatever mm-hmm. works for your schedule, but come and party with us and have fun. And it is also free admission. Yes, <laughs> so bring everybody, the family is invited, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you can't forget the concert celebration. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. This is going to be so great. We've been it doing is. concerts for years and years mm-hmm. of the games. It's such a fun event that night. Mm-hmm. I'm about as excited as I have ever been <laughs> for a concert this year. Me we too. have the music from the million dollar quartet. Yeah. We are talking about some of the biggest superstars mm-hmm. of all time. Carl Perkins, right. Johnny Cash, Jerry Lee Lewis, and the king of rock and roll, <laughs> Elvis Presley, one night only in the Burns Arena, again, at Utah Tech University. Mm-hmm. The gates open at 6 p.m. and the rock and roll starts at 7 o'clock. And guess what? It is free. <laughs> Bring everyone. This is right. really just such a fun, it is. fun, fun night. Tons of uh, just 
Oh, energy. And yeah. it's just amazing. So come on out and check that out. And then finally, we talked a little bit a couple of weeks ago about the health screenings yeah. that are available to all registered participants. Mm-hmm. It's about a $1,500, $1,600 value. So mm-hmm. if you're an athlete competing, already registered for the games, you want to make sure that you take advantage oh, of that. Yeah. October 5th through the 8th. And then mm-hmm. again, October 11th through the 13th. And we want to remind everybody that October 8th mm-hmm. is open to the public as well. And it's... Free. It is free. <laughs> it's free for athletes, free for the public. Again, the public is only on right. October 8th. The yes. other days are reserved specifically for the athletes, athletes themselves. But uh, woo, we yeah. have a lot going on. We sure do. And it's fun. <laughs> just hours away. And it's just hours <laughs> away. That doesn't even count the 35 different sports <laughs> right. that are taking place during the Huntsman World Senior Games <laughs> over the next couple of weeks. And just, again, just a ton of things happening. Yeah. All of that information that you need to know about any mm-hmm. of these events, including the sports, including the schedules, including the ceremonies, the concert, the Friendship Festival, health screenings, all that stuff is available at SeniorGames.net. Mm-hmm. Check that out. All the information you need to know right yeah. there. And Lil, today's guest. I know. Now, <laughs> just a few minutes ago, I referred to the opening ceremonies, yes, right? Yes. And for the past three and a half decades, we've had an amazing inspirational speaker come to the opening mm-hmm. ceremonies and just get us all pumped up. Right. You know, for the athletes, it's like getting ready to compete. For the rest mm-hmm. of us who maybe aren't competing, it's like just inspiration for life. Right. And we've had some great guests. This year is no exception. Right. We've had professional athletes. We've had Olympic athletes. Some of the best this year, we're talking about Olympic silver medalist, Bill Schiffenhauer, one of the all-time greats in bobsled. And not only will he be speaking on October 4th at the opening mm-hmm. ceremonies, which he will be, mm-hmm. he is here to join us today at the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. Bill, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so kindly to you both. And uh, <laughs> extremely excited and, and honored to have this opportunity to be a part of such an amazing event as the Huntsman World Senior Games. And I'll, I'll be honest, I've, I've got the chills and the nerves going on. It, uh, it almost it reminds me of getting ready, getting ready for the Olympics, except now I'm on the other side. So uh, looking forward to it. Bill, it is amazing. And we're excited to, yes. to have you as our guest. And I uh, can't wait to hear a little bit more about your story. And listen, we don't want to let all the cats out of all the bags. Right. But we do want to give people just a little sneak peek about some of the things that you might be sharing. Bill, I, I've read through your story and you and I have, you and I have had a, a couple of opportunities to visit. Um, holy cow, what an incredible story. Yeah. I'm going to ask you to go back in time just a little bit with me. Tell us a little bit about growing up. Things weren't always rosy for you, right? Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right, Kyle. I appreciate your, your question. You know, it is what it is. I, I, I've had the fortunate to live a pretty interesting life. Um, you know, growing up, it, I, I, was, I was born to a mom who was addicted to drugs on and off the streets, 17 foster homes, um, got involved with gangs and drugs myself as a youth, um, and just was that, that kid that was on that path to nowhere, um, just was given no hope. And, and thankfully, you know, eventually got pointed in the right direction to have an opportunity to change my stars. And, and that's what I'm all about. I'm always about trying to help and inspire, motivate people to change their stars and, and achieve something that maybe no one else ever expected them to do. Um, so this is what a, what a perfect fitting in an event like this. How many athletes we have that are going to be in attendance competing in 35 different sports and they're there at some point in time in their life, they, they're changing their stars and they're doing something just absolutely amazing. 
Yeah. I love that, Bill. You're you're yeah. I, you're uh, referencing one of my favorite movies of all time, the uh, <laughs> A Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger changing his stars. I love it. I love it. But I love that message too. And mm-hmm. you know, as much as anybody that I've ever met, Bill, you've really been able to do that. Right. And it doesn't happen by itself. It it happens with a lot of determination and you know just a a, a cold hard decision to change. But certainly, you're surrounded by good people that can help you make those right decisions and and make the right call for you. One of those people was your grandmother, right? Yeah, um, my grandma played a, a a monumental role in in my my success, not only as an athlete but as a human being. You know, I I was that kid who was just bouncing all over the place. I was chaotic. I didn't listen to my family. I didn't listen to my grandma. Um, but she stuck through, and she saw something in me that I just didn't see at the time. And extremely grateful for her and and other family members and friends that that stayed with this crazy chaotic kid um because if it wasn't for them you know I, I who knows where my life could have been um obviously you know i was on that path to where you see that typical kid who ends up in the system um ends up in jail prison or, or even worse um but they gave me you know that light of hope that i knew that i could be something better than i thought i could be and, you know, again, Kyle, going back to changing the stars, I utilize that that saying all the time because, you know, for anybody who knows that that movie, which is such a great movie, I love you it. know, this kid is born a peasant and told that he will never be able to become a knight. And, and I feel like that was kind of like how my life started off, that I was born into this world of poverty, drugs, alcohol, homelessness, and statistics show that those kids typically don't come out of that. And, and I didn't want that. And I wanted to be able to be a role model and example for others that they could do anything in life that they want to do and change their stars. I love it. Now you, again, you're surrounded by you know people that really helped you. I mean, obviously there were some detractors. We, we all have those. And I know you were no ex- exception, but you also were surrounded by some really good people that helped you kind of make the right decisions and get back on the correct path. I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about the role that sport played in that kind of uh, getting back on path on the path and going in the right direction. Oh my goodness. You know, it's the, the world of sports has taught me so much. Um, That was my, my first Avenue is kind of get away from the typical things of getting in trouble day to day um, but the, the reality is like, you know, for me to be able to do sports back when I was, uh, first got involved with sports is I had to also have good grades. And so, you know, at first, obviously the focus is I want to be an athlete and I want to go out there and, and do the hurdles, do all the stuff that all the other kids are doing. But at the same time, I had to learn that I had to take care of the foundation of all of it, which is, which was my grades and my education. And so through that, that helped me really learn the importance and the value of my education that was, you know, even today, obviously more important than the value of the sports in itself. But, you know, when, when I had an opportunity to get involved with sports, you know, learning about team camaraderie, um, the value of goal setting, the value of discipline, accountability, so many things came into play. And, and there are things that I've learned over years and years and I've been able to implement in my life, not only in as a role as a as a, a father, you know, a partner, um, a friend, a business owner, a boss, a motivational speaker, a coach, a consultant, all those things um, I've, I've had an opportunity to implement in my world. And they've, they've just proven invaluable, not only for me, but for the people I have an opportunity to share those with. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I love that. And we love being <laughs> yeah. a part of that aspect as well. You know, we're, we're not, um, dealing with with the youth and some of the challenges and struggles that come and just that we all had in trying to grow up and mm-hmm. figure out who we were and you know all that all that stuff but um to be able to provide that opportunity to continue teamwork and camaraderie and discipline and you know being able to set aside someone else's expectations of what they think you can do you know you you talk about uh, some of those expectations that, that you talked about as people kind of looked at you as maybe the trouble kid and you know maybe there's not uh, there's not room for improvement or a way to help there um, our athletes aren't dealing with that aspect of it but they certainly are you know throwing off the shackles of oh you're too old and right. old people can't run track and field and certainly old people can't do basketball or soccer or rugby or you know whatever the <laughs> case may be the hurdles <laughs> and um we can you know mm-hmm. we can and we love being a part of that and uh, being able to provide that opportunity mm-hmm. so that people can prove it to themselves and to those that 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 love them and that maybe are a little <laughs> bit uh, of the detractors at the same time that hey we can still do amazing things right. regardless of age and uh, it it is awesome. Um, I know that Bill, you you kind of specialized initially in high school and then in college in track and field. Um, you you kind of referred to uh, the hurdles and things like that in track. Um, but obviously, the the big world renowned success that you had was in bobsled. How did you make that jump from right. track and field to bobsled? It seems like a little bit of a leap. <laughs> it, it it was quite a bit of a leap, and 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 I think this plays into exactly what we're talking about, right? The expectation is that I was going to go to the Olympics in track and field as a decathlete, and and that year, the two thousand Sydney Games, everything was going absolutely perfect for me. I qualified. I was ranked top five in the world. I was healthy. I had a great um, great surrounding support staff around me, family, friends, coaches, and all that stuff. And and we were just like, this is it. We're making the Olympics in Sydney Salt Lake or in Sydney. Um, and this is going to happen. Right. And uh, as, as we all know, you know, we go down to BYU just to do a kind of a tune-up meet to get ready for um, the Olympic trials, which were two weeks away. And I ended up getting a, an injury that took me out. And mm-hmm. that injury was extremely devastating. And I saw all my dreams fall apart, mm-hmm. you know, changing my stars became a whole new, you know, thought and idea in my head. And, and, I, and I actually ended up giving up and kind of tucked my tail between my legs because I was so emotionally devastated that the dream was over. And, and fortunately, as you guys know, you know, if you're doing the right things in life and you're following the right path and, and you're, I'm a big person of coming from a place of service and you're helping your, your fellow human out, you're, you're rewarded in so many different ways. And, mm-hmm. and fortunately, I was rewarded by somebody who knew somebody else. It's at six degrees of separation. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Bacon thing. They said, hey, there's a sport called bobsled. And guys like yourself who are fast and powerful and explosive are a really good fit. And, and in my head, I'm like, whoa, wait, wait bobsled, what is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what is bobsled? And, and of course, I get introduced to the sport of bobsled through the movie Cool Runnings. Oh, cool Runnings, <laughs> absolutely. Right. Yeah, that, that was how and, most of us got introduced right. to the sport of bobsled. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it, at the end of the day, what we, what we came up with is the reality is the goal and the dream was to be an Olympian. It didn't matter if it was in track and field, bobsled, badminton, whatever it was, the goal was just to become an Olympian. And we had the conversation, like, how great would that be if we could actually take your story, this kid who grew up homeless on the streets of Salt Lake City, then 
pivoted and turned his life around to then make the Olympics in his own hometown in a sport he's never been in. And, you know, we just said, hey, absolutely. Why not? We've got a year and three months. We've got nothing to lose. And go for it. Why not me? You know, why not me? And so we went for it. And a year and three months later, made the uh, Olympic team and then won the first Olympic medal for the U.S. in over 46 years. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. I, I mean, there are really, there are so many things that could have gone in a different direction. Right. And that's not to say, Bill, that things didn't go in a different direction because they did. But man, you just hard work and surrounding yourself by good people. And mm-hmm. there you were, you know, in a position to make your dreams come true. That is amazing. I'm wondering if you can put into words what that felt like at the top of the mountain in Park City knowing the path that you had taken here, you were at the Olympic games, ready to put it all on the line with your team and see what you can do. What did that feel like? That's gotta be an amazing feeling. Oh, Kyle, it's, it was the most amazing feeling. You know, we, we refer back to the movie, a night's tale and you have the dream and the goal and the vision of hopefully changing your stars. And, and you have this idea of what is that eventually going to look like when you actually get there. And so to be, on top of the bobsled mountain, looking down with thousands and thousands of people and looking at the Rocky Mountains of your hometown and knowing that your family members, your grandma who supported you, your aunt, your family, you know, everyone is, is there to support you in this dream that you always want to accomplish. Um, outside of like the birth of my kids, there was no greater feeling in, in this world. And it, it is hard to to, to describe in words what that feels like, yeah. because even now the emotions I can feel in coming up through like my throat and stuff. And I'm like getting all choked up. Um, but that's, but that's what this is all about, right? The Huntsman world senior games is getting that feeling of, of competition and belonging to something bigger than just yourself and having an opportunity to be a role model for other people around you that yes, you can do hard things. We can do hard things. We can achieve and accomplish anything we want if we just put our mindset to it and, and just go after it. I love it. Mm-hmm. So, so there you are. You've made the team. You're you're on the team. It is, and it is a team sport. There's four sledders, right? Yeah. In this in this case, there's two men and four men, but I, I focus on the four men for the okay. O2 games. Okay. So I, I, I feel like maybe I should know this, but I don't. How many times do you actually go down the hill? Is that something that, is it just one time and the best time wins or are there heats? How does that work? Yeah. So you compete over two days and first day you have two, two heats and the second day you have two heats. And so opposite of like the decathlon, like the decathlon, you add your points and whoever gets the highest score, right? Bobsled is a little bit opposite. Whoever has the lowest time, is going to eventually be the winner. Obviously, means that you're the fastest, and 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 so, you know, that the first day, a lot of people may or may not know, we were actually in first place, and mm-hmm. it was such a surreal moment to be like, oh my gosh, we're actually in first place at the Olympics at home, and then the second day, it was snowing, and we go down, and honestly, we still can't even say what happened today, but we went from first place to out of medal contention. Oh wow. And it was the, you felt the wind and the air out of the entire crowd just kind of like deflate. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things. And that's what sports is all about is that, you know, our driver, Todd Hayes, gathered our team together and said, Hey, you know what? We came here to compete and we came here to hopefully win a medal. 
more importantly, we came here to represent ourselves and our country. So let's just go back up on top of this mountain, do exactly what we came here to do and see what happens. And, and we did. And fortunately, we went from first to out of contention and just had a positive mental attitude, went back up on there and executed to our best of our ability and came away from the Olympic silver medal. And you said um, that's the first silver medal that the United States has won in bobsledding in how many years? 46 years. 46 years. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. And again, just so many great things coming together through hard work and dedication and, you know, a pinch of luck. Like you have to acknowledge that there are some things that are beyond (laughs) our control that just fall for us and fall against us. That happens all the time. That's sports. Like what you said, you know, that's sports. What an amazing feeling. And then um, I know that you went on and, and competed in, in additional events and World Cups and World Championships and things like that. I'm wondering, this is maybe a question that you, maybe you've never been asked it. Maybe you've asked it all, all the time. I don't know. How did you know when it was time to retire? That's got to be a tough question <laughs> for somebody who competes at the highest level ever, right? Yeah. And, and, and that's such a great question because, so I went on after the 2002 Olympics and, and competed every year after that. And, and like you mentioned, Kyle, World Cups, World Championships, um, had a very successful career post the 02 Olympics. And after the 2006 Olympic Games in Torino, Italy, I was like, oh, it's time to, you know, it's time to hang it up. And, and, and I didn't have anything specifically tell me that. It was just I felt like I had fulfilled everything that I wanted to accomplish. And I took two years off and went to work in the corporate world for a bank. And, you know, one day I was running to a couple of different banks meeting with some of my bankers and I drove by a track here in Salt Lake City, Utah. And I saw some older folks just running around the track. And I drove by a couple times and I just had this internal feeling that I could still do one more Olympics. And I knew what that truly meant because I had to have the buy-in from my family and stuff also, because it's such a commitment, right? Huge commitment. And, and so when we decided to do that, obviously I talked to my family and I was like, Hey, look, it's not too far away, but you know, my, my high school coach, Dan Walker, who used to be at Weber state university always used to tell me that any fool could do it once. So in high jump practice, and we did a really good jump. He'd be like, any fool could do it once, go do it again. And so I wanted to make sure, you know, it, one of the other things I was taught is you just want to never say I should have, could have, would have. And I didn't want to say I should have, could have, would have done three Olympics. And so we just made, a, came up with a game plan and a goal and put together um, what we considered the best game plan to execute it and, and try and make a third Olympics. And I'll tell you, it was one of the most difficult things that I ever had to do being an older guy competing against these 20 something year old kids. Yeah. And I, I mean, I had, I had, te- and, and there some of them were friends of mine, obviously, sure. but they're like, what, what are you doing here? You're like the old man, like go get a <laughs> job and retire from sports and go be with your family. And, you know, it, it's, and, and it's all in funny and, and jokes. And I understood where they were coming from and they're, they're still very supporting, but I just knew within my heart and my soul that I wanted to do one more Olympic games. And it was not only mentally and physically challenging, but emotionally for the family and the sacrifices they had to make. But I knew once I, I, I had to battle through a lot of injuries um, as an older athlete yeah. um, on that third Olympics. And, and, you know, I, I, I was in therapy like 24 seven on tour, working with trainers, chiropractors, therapists daily on a regular basis, just to stay in one piece to have that opportunity to compete in the one more Olympics. But 
um, I knew that that was definitely going to be my last Olympics because I felt like I was holding muscles together with strings. (laughs) (laughs) Bandaged everything together. Right. Bill, unfortunately, that's all the time that we've got to visit with you. But, uh, you know, if if you're listening, this is just a taste of what you're going to be able to hear at the opening ceremony. So come on out and and uh, say hi to Bill and 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 support these amazing 11,000 yeah. athletes from all around the world yeah. coming together to do just what Bill's been talking mm-hmm. about. Do the best that you can do and lay it all out on the line and just have fun with it. So thank you so much yes, for joining us today. You, and in just a few days, we're going to have you at that arena <laughs> full of people just cheering. It's going to be an amazing night. So thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you both. <laughs> Wow. Um, I know. I know. So good. So, so good. So (laughs) many things that are coming up that I just, again, I'm going to start just as I ended really quickly opening ceremonies. Mm -hmm. Don't miss it. You heard Bill talk today. He's going to share some more with us on Tuesday, October 4th. That's at seven o'clock at greater Zion stadium at the campus of Utah Tech University. Mm-hmm. It all starts off with the barbecue bash at 5.30 p.m. Bring your family. The first yep. 1,000 eat for free. Concert and celebration, mm-hmm. Tuesday, October 11th at 7 o'clock. Going to be so amazing. The music yeah. of the Million Dollar Quartet. <laughs> Both events are free. We've got the Friendship Festival going down at the Dixie Center on October 6th, 7th, and 8th, as well as October 12th, 13th, and 14th. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing. All of this information, once again, seniorgames.net. Right. We want to remind you to tune in live Next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and turn it into a podcast and you can subscribe anywhere the podcasts are found. You can find this as well as previous shows also on the website. One more time, that is SeniorGames.net. Today's inspirational thought. Okay. It's from the poet Walt Whitman. This is one of my favorite ones. He says, keep your face always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. Mm. Until next Thursday, stay active.